Hey, thanks for listening on the Engage Network. My name's Brett. I'm the lead pastor here at Engage. We've got some big news, a big announcement. So listen in, listen up. Big things ahead for the Engage family. We cannot wait to see what God has for us. Thanks for listening today. And if you're in traffic, keep going. If you're on the treadmill, you got this. And if you're just doing other random things, well, hey, thanks for taking some time to listen on the Engage Network. I want to jump in, starting at Psalm 37, before we bring uh, Des up. Uh, I just want to jump into this, and this might sound familiar. If you've been around engaged for a while, you know this, and you know this well. It's Psalm 37, verse 23, 24. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Two years ago, about, yeah, you, can, you should clap for that. I, that's probably good. <laughs> I mean, let's just agree that if you hear someone clapping, just join in. Why hesitate, you know? And if you didn't think that joke was funny and you heard somebody else laugh, just just laugh along. Uh, so myself and, and Jesse and Brendan Paulson were in Slovenia uh, doing some ministry a couple weeks ago. Amazing, amazing time, amazing country. Uh, if you were in Spruce last week, you heard all about it. Sorry, Stoney. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, Slovenia was amazing, but the best thing is they don't understand sarcasm, and I'm a little sarcastic at times, and the jokes don't always translate there, uh, so I would make jokes, and the very first time I made a joke, it was literally dead silence, and then I literally said, that was a joke, and they went, oh, <laughs> I'm like, please don't ever do that again, that's, that's creepy, that's terrifying, it's the worst, but I mean, here, if you hear somebody else laughing, you don't think it's funny, just join in. It just feels good for everybody involved, uh, and it's good to have fun in church. Did anyone grow up in a church that was not fun? Okay, maybe don't put up your hands. <laughs> we like to have a little bit of fun here. Two years ago, we did something that you should not do in leadership and in church. We took our vision statement, we took our mission statement, and we threw them in the garbage. We're like, we don't need those anymore. That's not for us. And if, if, you, if you're like following like leadership people, are like, well, you just, how are you going to know what trajectory you're going to follow? I'm like, it's really simple. We replaced our vision statement and our mission statement with one simple statement based out of Psalm 37. And that phrase is, you know it, you're going to say it with me. We follow Jesus. See, you know it. And that's literally how we do this thing. Now, people are like, but what's the plan? And I'm like, you already know the plan. They're like, no, 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 I want to know the plan. I'm like, okay, cool. We follow Jesus, one. That's, that's literally the plan. They're like, how can you actually lead a church like that? I'm like, how can you actually lead a church any other way? I don't know. Maybe I'm simplistic. How can you even have a personal relationship with Jesus any other way? There's only one way to live following Jesus, and that's following him one step at a time. Oftentimes, we try and control things. We try and hold on to things. Or if you're like me, you try and manipulate things to your own advantage. Because you, you have an idea of how God wants to do things. And so you make it happen in your strength and your ability. Well, guess what? God wants to use your strength and ability, but he is not limited to your strength and ability. So what you try and make happen is a, pales in comparison to the great plan and purpose that God has for you and for your life. There is only one way for you to live up to your full potential in life. That is to have a one-on-one personal relationship with Jesus and to follow him one step at a time. You think there's nobody that knows you better than you. Correction. 
there is one person who knows you better than you know you, and his name is Jesus. We follow Jesus one step at a time. It's more than just a phrase. It's more than just a saying. It's literally how I try and live my life every day. It's literally how we try and lead this church every day. It's how we raise our kids. It's how we are in our marriage. It's not, this seems like a simple little phrase. This phrase means everything to me because Jesus is everything to me. Pastor Desiree, why don't you come on up, give it up. What side do you want to sit on? Which one do you like? You like that side? I'm going to pull this back. It's weird to be parallel, so we'll just kind of with the table. I, I like the table vibes. Who likes the table vibes on a Sunday? I don't usually. I usually hate sitting, but there's really no other way to do this. Uh, because we really want it. This. Uh, I don't even know what to say, what I'm about to say, uh, because it's big and it's major. But I want to say this. In Joshua chapter 3, who's got, who's got a Bible? Anyone have a Bible? One, two, three. Oh, we hit, we hit revival levels. No, paper Bibles. Phones don't actually count. So we have a threshold here. If we hit three paper Bibles, we've hit revival levels. So we're just going to say today we are there. And I mean, your singing also reminded me that we are there today. Um, that says mic is not turned on. Please turn it on. We will do that right now. There we go. Praise the Lord. Thank you to the tech team for sending us secret messages. Uh, Joshua chapter 3. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Thank God. It says this in Joshua 3, verse 1. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia, uh, left, I got to read it, left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before uh, crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the Ark, and make sure you don't come. I can't do this. Make sure you don't come any closer. I can't do it. I'm, I'm like a caged animal sitting down. Like, when we get to the talking, I can sit, but when we get to the Bible, i got to stand before the mighty Jesus Christ. So, because <laughs> a preacher is going to preach. In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant represented uh, the Holy Spirit. So, today, the veil has been torn. All of Jesus, all of the power of the Holy Spirit is available to each and every one of us every single day. At this time, that was not true. In the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, we're going all the way back, book of Joshua. They were about to move into what is known as the promised land. Has anyone heard of the promised land before? They're about to move into the promised land, which is simply land that was promised to them. Imagine that. By God. And it was a land that was rich in resource. It was the place where he intended them to be. Okay? The place where he intended them to be. But they spent a lot of time wandering because they couldn't figure out simply how to follow the presence of Jesus into what he had intended for them. A whole generation goes by. They lose an entire generation wandering in a desert before Joshua rises up and God puts in Joshua. And they're about to cross into this promised land. 
and they give this instruction. You've never traveled this way before. You haven't tread these roads. You haven't been on these paths. You haven't gone to these cities. You haven't, you haven't taken this ground yet. So, follow the Ark of the Covenant. Follow the Spirit of God, and He will guide you. He will take you to places that you never thought you could go. I want to give you a few practical, I can probably sit for this. I want to give you a few practical bits of information. For those of you who are new with us, you're like, what is happening today? I don't know. Um, We're trying. So for those of you who knew, we are in the process. We have zoning submitted with the city of Scripps Grove to build a brand, uh, not build it, but the building exists, to move into a brand new space for us as a church. It's a brand new warehouse. It's never been occupied. It's never been, uh, no one's ever been in there before. In fact, it's nothing but concrete and drywall. So we're going to have to go in to a complete build out. And uh, you might notice like this service a little tight. So we'll actually have capacity in phase one for 300 in an auditorium. We'll, we'll be able to scale it up to 500. Uh, it's actually three times the size of this space, if you can imagine that, uh, with the second floor. And uh, it's we've submitted all the zoning. I have a meeting this week, August 7th, with the city of Spruce Grove. So if you wouldn't mind marking that down, writing that down somewhere, uh, we have a meeting for zoning. We have to get it rezoned for a church. Never before in the history of Spruce Grove have they ever wanted to allow churches into, um, into industrial areas. That's where we're going, because there's not an actual space that's big enough for us anywhere else in Spruce Grove. And they've let us know that they've got concerns and that the administration of the city of Spruce Grove may oppose us on this matter. Now, that's okay, because, number one, we roll with Jesus. Number two, Mayor Houston and uh, Councilor Oldham have been big champions, and, they're, and they're, they're doing all that they can on their side. Ultimately, it will come to a vote of council. We believe that's going to happen in September. When that happens in September, so as of this point, nothing is guaranteed for our future in Spruce Grove, uh, in the new building. So when that day comes, if administration decides to oppose us, I need at least this many people to show up in September at City Hall in Spruce Grove to sit in chambers just so that they know that the names and the faces of who they're talking about and the choices that they're making and that the people vote and... uh, we just need to remind them who's in charge and uh, Jesus Christ and that we're following him and they need to give us this land uh, and give us this zoning and all of those things. But we need to show up in a big way. We need to show up. Sometimes as church, we just kind of stay on the side and we don't get super active in these areas. If it comes to this, I'm going to need everybody and your dog and your, your cousin and anyone else that you know. I want to set an all-time attendance record at City Hall uh, in Spruce Grove. Uh, just to let them know that they know that Jesus is doing something in this city, in Spruce Grove, and um, that he's got a big plan. Now, a part of that plan uh, is that we have to let our lease go in Spruce Grove because it doesn't work to carry everything. Um, and so we're, we're, we're talking to a few different people about possibly taking on that lease and moving out. But regardless, and I know that you're going to think this is an announcement, but it's not. I call this the preamble. Um, I got to, I'm running out of time, though, so i got to get on this. Um, we're going to move the entire church here to Stony Plain starting in October. 
So everything is going to happen here uh, while we're in the in-between phase. Because it's going to take us four to five months to build out the space. We're going to let our other lease go. So the whole church is going to be here. We're going to run multiple service times here. You know, we're used to three services. You know, for me, sometimes I'm used to four, depending on the day and the time. So we're, we're okay with this. We can probably go up to five, no problem, if we really need to. That's fine. Our team's like, oh, my goodness. It's like, no, it's fine. There's morning crew. There's night crew. We're looking at even adding a Sunday night option because I think that's going to be fun. Uh, just some, some different stuff, okay? So the whole church is moving here in October. October 1, whatever, I don't know what the Sunday is, but beginning of October, everybody's moving here. Uh, but that's not it. That's not even the announcement. That's literally just news. That's just, that's just day-to-day operations. Uh, we've got an incredible opportunity in front of us. And um, something that we didn't see coming, something that we did not pursue, something that we did not try and make happen. But we've always been very clear that we follow Jesus one step at a time. And when a door opens in front of us, we just keep walking through it. And as long as Jesus keeps opening them, we keep walking through them. We've always talked about uh, being a regional church, not just being Spurs Grove, Stony Plain. We've talked about all kinds of different areas. We've always talked about Edmonton, and now Edmonton is on the horizon, but in a way that we never saw coming. That's what we call a pregnant pause in the biz. We build anticipation. Uh, so we, no, she's not pregnant. Stop it. Just because you have five, you don't have to put that on us. Uh, my God. I mean, I'm down, but anyways. We got, anyways, no, I'm not going to. Okay, here's the thing. We have the opportunity. The engaged family looks like it could be getting a little bit larger. Uh, West Edmonton Christian Assembly in the west end of Edmonton has asked us to become their next lead pastors. And to not only become the lead pastors, but to become a part of the engaged family. So we wouldn't just be engaged in one church in two locations. We'd be a church engaged one church, three locations, West Edmonton, Spruce Grove, and Stony Plain. Now, for those of you who, who don't know where that is, it's, it's in the West End, right on the Henday, 199th Street. Um, you know, we've been used to operating out of about 4,000, 5,000 square feet. That's about 85,000 square feet. So there's a little bit of room to grow uh, there as well. Now, part of, the, part of the thing is, so they approached us out of the blue, out of nowhere, and said, hey, we got your name. We're, they've been doing a search for a year for a new lead pastor. Would you consider doing this? And they said, we know that, um, that you're not going to leave Engage. I said, you absolutely, you know that right, um, that this is everything to us. This is our family, and we're not going anywhere. So I think some of the questions that start coming up is, well, how is this going to work? How is this going to look? Well, by consolidating everything to uh, Stony Plain, which we are going to do anyways because of the construction, we're going to look at three service times, 10 and 12 and 6 p.m. Weka has services at 9 and 11 a.m. So on any given Sunday, you could go to church at 9, 10, 11, 12, or 6 in either Stony Plain or Edmonton. Uh, you know, when you follow Jesus one step at a time, he puts all the pieces and the plans together. So we transitioned to our teaching team in January. We've got seven communicators that kind of rotate through that, that speak and share. And so when we started looking at our actual schedule, I'm going to still preach in the exact same number of time slots that I'm preaching in right now. 
Nothing is really changing for us except that the family's getting a little bit larger. The amazing thing is we also get to keep our own organization and our own church. So Engage stays organizationally, uh, government from our elders to our board to our apostolic oversight. Everything stays exactly the same. And the same thing is true with Weka. Everything stays exactly the same. And I just become, we become the lead pastor of the entire thing. Um, so there's going to be minimal change on our, on our stony side. The biggest change is actually going to be everyone coming here. Uh, and that's going to make things a little bit easier because for right now we've had two teams in all places. Uh, they've already got a team. They've got an infrastructure. And so we're just going to start growing together. And, but that's not where it stops. The, uh, now we've got the opportunity. We've always talked about more locations and more church plants, sending more people out to reach people with the power and presence of Jesus. Because I don't know if you noticed, but it's only about Jesus around here. And it has been proven time and time again, every study says the most effective way to reach people is through new churches and locations. So we're going to continue doing that, and uh, God's just opening a door. I don't know if you, if you were at Vision Sunday, uh, and then Des is going to just share a, a little bit. If you were at Vision Sunday, I, I got really vulnerable with you, and I shared um, what's called, what was called my napkin dream. It's that very crazy idea that uh, God gave me, and he told me that our church was going to be about 8,000 people. Does anyone remember that moment? And you, like Slovenia, politely clapped. I don't think anyone maybe believed it except for me. Um, but then I actually had a, a, my friend phone me randomly one, one, after I got that, and he said, he literally, this is how the phone call went. Hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, great. He's like, your church is going to be 3,000 people. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, 8,000 people. He's like, ha, 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 and he hung up the phone. And I'm like, well, I'll just take that as confirmation. So... Not that it's about numbers, but if you're wondering how God moves in terms of multiplication in ways that you didn't see it coming, this moves us from a church of about 300 to a church of about 1,600, 1,700 uh, in a moment, which just means there's multiplied uh, ability to reach people like never before. <laughs> okay, so, sorry. Um, I'm going to, if you know me, you know that... Um, I'm a crier, and I've been, I've probably spent the last month and a, a bit crying just about every day because, um, see, here we go. Just go. Okay. Um, I have never been so uh, shocked and humbled by God. Um, you know, our heart has always been and forever will be to see people saved. And we sang this morning, and I wrote this down because I knew I had to say it. Um, we sang this line, we, we sang, gave it all to save the ones that he loved. He gave it all. And it made me, it hit me so hard this morning. If he gave it all, what is he asking of me? What does he ask of me? And I think what he asks of me and what he asks of us as the church is to get real comfortable with the uncomfortable and to be okay with what doors he opens and where he moves us. And I have had to, to get over a lot of discomfort and a lot of fear because this is really big. And um, if you know me, you know that I love engage and I love people I love pe I love you so much that it breaks my heart to uh, 
have announcements like this and have anyone potentially think um, anything contrary to what the truth is. And the truth is that that engages our home, engages our family. Spruce and Stony, this is our home and our family, and we're not going anywhere. So if that has even crossed your mind in the last five minutes, you need to know that that is not the case, and we're not going anywhere. But God is calling us to think bigger so that we can reach more. And I shared with um, our department heads earlier this week, and I couldn't do it without bawling my eyes out, but the Lord just hit me so hard this week. We were in this random conversation about uh, heaven and hell and Jesus, and, you know, it hit me so hard that, Guys, there are so many people that need Jesus, and the only way we're getting to them, the only way that we can share with them, the only way that he can meet them is through us. That's how it happens. That's how multiplication happens. That's how churches grow, and it's not for the sake of numbers in the, in the way that you might think that pastors think. Maybe. I don't know what you think, but if you think it's about numbers for the sake of Christians and more Christians, only if they're getting saved. It's about people meeting Jesus. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we've always done what we do. And I just need you to know that our hearts in all of this, in every step that we've taken, one step at a time, has been we are going to do whatever he asks us to do to show people and help people meet Jesus on whatever level that is. Um. One of the ways that I've discovered that God speaks to me uh, for the future is when I go back and see the things that he said in seasons that I don't actually understand what he was saying. So I went back to Vision Sunday two years ago, and I pulled out two pieces of scripture, which I think are, maybe it's just blowing my mind, and you're going to be like, I don't get it, but I'll just share them with you. Luke chapter 5, Jesus noticed two empty boats at water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. This is the first moment he meets the disciples, and they had been fishing all night, and they had caught nothing. So Jesus, this random rabbi, steps into one of the boats and asks Simon, who later becomes Peter, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat, and he taught from there. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deeper and let your nets down to catch some fish. And what happened in that moment is they're like, listen, why am I going to listen to you? Like, have you ever had someone who doesn't know anything about your job try and how you, tell you how to do your job? It's the worst. And you're like, please shut your mouth. You don't know what I know. That's what Peter's thinking, Simon Peter's thinking when Jesus is like, how about you go fish again? He's like, we've been out all night. Jesus is like, no, 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 trust me. You're going to want to go deeper. And they caught so many fish that it's, they became low rider boats and their nets started ripping and they had to call everybody from the shore out to catch some more people. Can I tell you, I never even caught this before. He's calling us to today. Now go out where it's deeper and let your nets down to catch some fish. You, <laughs> there's a principle in scripture that says, well, you've been faithful with the small things. He will give you bigger things. We've done everything in our power to reach Spruce Grove, Stony Plain. We've seen over 300 people in the last two years make decisions to follow Jesus. That's insane. And now he says, why don't you jump back in the boats, guys? Even though it feels like it's been crazy, it feels like you've been fishing all night. 
and let your nets down where the water's a little bit deeper. Second piece of scripture is this, and then we'll get the worship. You should, worship team should probably start migrating this way because I could talk about this all day. Isaiah 54 says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and, and will people the desolate cities. Now we had, we shared this two years ago before we launched Stony Plain, this very piece of scripture. Right before Horizon Stage in February when we uh, commissioned the engaged bus, Pastor Jonathan Balance, one of our CFCM national directors, came and spoke to our leadership team about this very verse. And he says, I believe the word for you is to strengthen your stakes. But this is the part that got me. Des and I were sitting in the kitchen last night, desperately asking Jesus how to do this. And this caught me. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Standing in my kitchen... From two years ago when we got this verse, Stony Plain was to the right, Edmonton's to the left. We speak English, we're left to right people. If you're looking to build or expand something, you should be a left to right person because Edmonton makes the most amount of sense. We always have thought about Edmonton. We knew that God was going to do something with us in Edmonton, but we hesitated and waited. Did you know? All the pop-ups in Stony weren't intended for Stony. They were intended for Edmonton, but we felt like the Lord redirected us. This location wasn't supposed to be here. It was supposed to be Edmonton, but we didn't do it because we didn't feel like it was the right thing at the right time. So we followed the word of God, which we didn't even understand until last night, that we were supposed to spread out to the right and now to the left. So we're going to do that. Now here's how this is going to work. It's not a done deal. We're all partying. They're actually texting me right now, which is very distracting. They're announcing this at the exact same time. Desiree and I are going to go and preach there on August 11th and 25th. We're going to come back and party at 6 p.m. That's our summer sizzle. So if you... Yeah, so 6 p.m. on August 11th and August 25th, back in Spurs Grove, barbecue, ice cream, all those amazing things. Come out for a night party, extended worship, ministry time. Pastor Harrison from Kingdom Church is going to preach on the 25th. He's going to bring the house down. Um, but August 11th, 25th, Pastor Desiree and I are going to go preach at West Edmonton Christian Assembly, also known as the worst church name of all time, Weka. I told them that as well. They will be engaged one day. Um, just not too quick. We're going to preach there. Then as a part of their constitution, they have to vote on the next lead pastor. So at 6 p.m. on August 25th, they're going to vote about whether or not they see, uh, see fit for Desiree and I to lead the church and to become a part of the engaged family. So it's a bigger vote than they're used to because normally they just vote on pastors. They've never had to vote on becoming a part of a family of churches. But the heart isn't to keep separate churches. It's to have one church in multiple locations reaching this region with the power and presence of Jesus. There's an email that's coming out today at about 1.30 that's going to have a little bit more information. I'm going to encourage you to watch that video. Uh, we have an information night on this Tuesday night um, at Spruce Grove, Engaged Spruce Grove at 7 p.m. If you're like, I got questions, trust me, everybody does. Uh, and we want to talk about it. And we, we want to just have a great time together. And if you're like, I'm out of town and you're watching it via FaceTime, Matt Dot, uh, 
or whatever, and you're like, I'm not going to make it on that day. We've got another information uh, afternoon after church on August 18th. It's a Sunday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, right after church at Engage Spruce Grove as well. Um, so that you can uh, ask questions. Obviously, we're always available. You know where to find us. Uh, the most important thing is we're not going anywhere. To be honest, not a lot here is going to change other than that our family's getting bigger and uh, we've got an opportunity to reach way more people with the power and presence of Jesus. Come on, why don't you stand here? Wow, you made it through. Thanks for listening. Uh, we've got some information nights coming up on August 7th at 7 p.m. in Engage Spruce Grove. Talk more about this August 18th at Engage Spruce Grove at 2 p.m. Uh, we can't wait to see you there. Of course, this is all happening in August 2019. So if you're listening in the future, uh, you'll know already how this all turned out. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great week. We can't wait to see you at church coming up soon. Uh, if you want more information, visit us online at Engage Church. I'm Brett, and you've been listening to the Engage Network.